listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Six Figure Dog Business is brought to you by Petco.com. Petco is a leading specialty retailer of premium pet food supplies and services, offering more than 10,000 high-quality pet-related products. Enter the code SFDB10, SFDB, the number 10, and get 10% off any order, no minimum, at Petco.com. Welcome to Six Figure Dog Business on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Ty Brown of SixFigureDogBusiness.com. Now, this is the show where we teach you how to start or grow your dog-related business to a healthy six-figure per year profit. Now, today on the show, I'm really excited because we've got a different type of guest today. We're talking about add-on things, add-on services that you can do with your business to earn more money. So stay with us. When we come back, we're going to be speaking with Don Wolf. So stay right with us. Sit. Stay. We'll be right back after a short pause. Six Figure Dog Business is brought to you by 1-800-PET-MEDS, America's largest pet pharmacy. 1-800-PET-MEDS is your best source for pet medications, vitamins, supplements, and pet supplies. Get great savings, fast service, and free shipping. Go to PetMeds.com forward slash SFDB to get 10% off any order and free shipping on orders of $39 or more at PetMeds.com. Coast to coast and around the world, it's All Behave with Arden Moore. Find out why cats and dogs do the things they do and get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get great tail-wagging pet tips and have a fur-flying fun time. All Behave with America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Every week on demand, this is the place for a special paparazzi treat. Only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Okay, and we are back, and with us today we've got Don Wolf. Don is the owner of Positively Famous Animal Actors, and welcome to the show today, Don. So glad to have you. Hey, thanks for asking me to do this. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I uh, when I ran across your business, it got me thinking. There's, you know, our audience that uh, that listens to this show. You know, we got a lot of dog trainers, we got a lot of dog walkers, pet sitters, a lot of people that work with their dogs and train their dogs. And I was thinking, how many of those people would like to get their dogs into print or or television ads or movies and, and actually earn some extra money with this? So, so happy to have you on the show. Why don't we start off, why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are and, and what your company is? 
Okay. Um, well, I am also a dog trainer. I've been a dog trainer for the past uh, 20 years. And I guess over around 10 years ago or so, I ended up getting a wolf who I did some promotional work with. And then a few years later, I got a Jack Russell and was working for another company when I got the Jack Russell. And since that point, I started my own company as an animal talent agent. Okay. And so now your animal talent agent company is Positively Famous Animal Actors. Yes. Uh, and if I recall, it's PositivelyFamousAnimalActors.com, right? Pretty simple. Yes. Okay. And so what type of work do you guys do there? Well, you know, I get calls from all over the U.S., uh, sometimes even Canada, either photographers needing some animals for a print shoot or somebody needing a dog for a commercial or a movie. We've also gotten some calls where they actually would like live animals. Um, for instance, we did one uh, around the Super Bowl and down in uh, Texas with the football players for Miller Lite. They wanted a couple of the Dalmatians to hang out with the uh, Miller Lite girls. So that was kind of fun. So we also do live uh, events as well. Oh, neat. Okay. And so are a lot of your clients, dog trainers, pet sitters, is that a lot of your clients? Are we talking mostly just, you know, dog owners who love their dogs and like to train them to do cool things? Well, you know, I have a pretty big network of, of trainers that I do reach out to, you know, because obviously, you know, I can trust the dog actually has some training if it's a personal dog. As far as pet owners go, I do, um, you know, have tons and tons of pet owners that I work with as well. So, you know, when, I, when I'm looking for an animal, it does not necessarily have to have all kinds of titles and be represented by a trainer and, and all that kind of stuff. So really just a wide variety. Okay. Now, I know a lot of people listening to this are probably thinking one question because I know it was a question that I was thinking when I ran across your company. Is there real money to be made in doing this? You know, let's say I've got a dog that's very well trained. That's a good looking dog that I think could be in a movie or a print ad. What kind of dollar figures are we talking for for individuals who have some really great animals that could be in print or in film? Well, I think as far as, you know, trainers and pet sitters and people that are in the business, I think you actually get more mileage out of, you know, having it that your dog did a commercial or, or a, uh, a movie versus the actual money that you earned that day. I think the PR can really go a long way. As far as what you can actually earn, I mean, a, a regular print shoot, we have one coming up this Monday with, with a bunch of dogs and all I really have to do is sit and wear some uh, dog collars. You know, that's going to pay around $100 for a couple of hours to go. Go do that. You know, if it's a movie and the dog, let's say, is just a background actor um, walking with someone, you know, on a sidewalk, kind of in the shot, again, that might just be $100 to come up and do something like that. If you have a very well-trained dog that has a lot of behaviors like fetching and it has to, you know, run over and, you know, bite somebody on the pant leg and those types of things, I mean, you could possibly earn, you know, four, $600 a day to go and do something like that. But again, even if you did that two or three days in a row, what do you really look at you know maybe a couple grand for that week so you know it's really you can make some money but you know i still would say um the mileage you can get out of the pr is really where your real money's at okay so just you know being able to put on your website or your promotional materials that uh you know i've trained dogs for the movies or i've trained dogs for advertising or something like that you found that that's a pretty good business boost for for trainers out there well, absolutely, especially if it's their dog that has done something or they've, um, you know, I've called them and I've said, hey, I need a dog that can do this. And then it ends up being one of, you know, their clients who's gotten the job. So, 
Okay. Well, speaking of which, have you ever seen that done? Have you ever seen a trainer perhaps offer a course and the course is designed to get your dog into advertising or a TV show or something like that? Is there enough of a market to where somebody could put together a class that has several individuals in it to teach tricks and and other things like that? Well, I think that there's actually a really big market out there for that service, but I don't think that a lot of uh, trainers at this point are offering it. I actually am trying to locate trainers that are interested in offering this or currently offer this because I would like to have a pool that I can call upon, you know, in Salt Lake City and Denver, you know, that have actually completed a theatrical course. And there's a big difference between a what I would consider a tricks class and actually a movie dog training class. Well, good. Why don't you define that a little bit here? Because, uh, I mean, that's even terminology that, that I'm not familiar with. And so what would be the difference in that? Well, some of the things is, you know, you really need to get some distance away from the animal. You know, you need to be able to have your dog in a standing position, tell it to back up, to go over to a couch, to lay down on the couch, to put its head down, then maybe to pick its head up and bark at something, and then to be able to call it out of that scene. So, you know, Again, that's not really tricks. Those are more behaviors. But you need a, a dog that can, you know, really do all that stuff from a distance. And that's, that's what I really try to stress to people is that, you know, we're not able to feed them treats every single time that the animal does something, especially on the set. You know, they don't want to see the dog chewing um, and saying, hold on a second so I can give my dog a treat. So you have to have a dog that's pretty reliable. You know, treat motivated is fine, but it has to do it no matter what reliably and you have to get some distance from it so you know crawling a reliable fetch is huge because a lot of times we get on the set and the director it's not in the script but they'll say oh do you think the dog could go over and and fetch that you know blanket and bring it over here and it's great if the dog can okay are there other perks of of working on these shoots or working on these uh filming studios i mean other things that that you can expect or or cool things that happen Well, yeah, I think getting to hang out with some of the, uh, you know, the people that are in the industry is always uh, a lot of fun. And, you know, like, for instance, I got to hang out with uh, Minnie Driver on the set of uh, Motherhood a little bit. And she was just the sweetest lady in the world and wanted to talk about her Labrador. So, you know, it's enjoyable. You know, Glenn Close is another one who was very, very nice. She actually brought her dogs to the set. So it's neat to see them, you know, with their pets and, you know, that they're actually really nice, decent people. And um, yeah, it's fun. So cool. Cool. Well, and so it sounds like there's some good motivation for, you know, whether you're a trainer or a sitter or a walker or a groomer, sounds like there's some good motivation. I mean, you you can actually make money doing it. You know, you get your day fee or your hourly fee. But then on top of that, there's the recognition and just the resume builder. So so that's great. You know, and I think a lot of people listening to this show right now are going to, you know, hopefully a lot of people say, yeah, you know, this is a good idea. I'd like to do this. And, uh, you know, really actually earn some extra income from it. Well, let me ask you this. What kind of pets are the most marketable? I mean, maybe there isn't one that's more than the other, but are there certain pets that are more marketable than others? As far as, yeah, like dogs, absolutely. Dogs are are the most marketable, in my opinion. Are there certain breeds amongst the dogs or just any dog that can can do what they're trained to do? or, or, Or how does that work? Well, I would say that, you know, one of the number one dogs that you're always going to see is a yellow lab. Uh, golden retrievers are always, uh, you know, called for Jack Russell's a lot of times. So, you know, I think that another one is, is trained cats is very difficult to find. And um, so, you know, when we find a trained cat that's willing to go out and work on set and has that kind of experience. You know, that's just wonderful because that's very difficult to find, but always in demand. 
Now, a lot of people listening to this show, they're going to be all over the country, you know, and some people even out of the country. Does somebody have to live in New York? Does somebody have to live in Los Angeles in order to do this? No, absolutely not. Like I said, I get calls from Los Angeles. You know, I just got a call that not that long ago from Detroit. So, you know, it's really, you know, just me knowing about a person and them being able to um, be on. I have a, a, what do you call it, like a mailing list and I send out casting calls. So when I need something, you know, I my first market is always sending it to a lot of the trainers. Um, I'm a member of IACP and I do utilize that list uh, to let people know, hey, I'm looking for uh, a dog or something in this area. And I actually am putting together an online searchable database where, you know, you're going to be able to go in and add a couple of pictures of your own dog or your clients can add the pictures of their own dogs, a little bit of information. And then when I have a client who wants to go and search, we'll be able to search right through them and, and narrow it down pretty quickly. Is that a website that's already up that we can send visitors that, to? If you go through PositivelyFamousAnimalActors.com, that's where it's going to be. The database is actually being built at this moment. It'll probably be live online within the next couple of weeks. Oh, great. And for those listening, that's Positively Famous Animal Actors, and it's P-A-W-S, as in positively, you know, dog paws. And so now, well, let me ask you this. I mean, I'm guessing, and you can correct me if I'm wrong here, but uh, obviously New York, Los Angeles, that's where I'm guessing you're going to find more television and movie work. Let's say there's somebody in Omaha, Nebraska. Let's say there's somebody in uh, Grand Rapids. Let's say there's somebody in Helena, Montana. What kind of work could they find? Are they going to find movie work or is it mostly going to be print work? Well, you know, in your local area, you know, there might be more print work versus, say, commercials and movies. One of the bonuses, though, if you happen to have a little dog, is that you actually, if, if it has some uh, unusual behaviors that it can do, you have a chance of being flown around the country with your pet. So, like, if, for instance, I have uh, my Jack Russells all, I have a couple girls, and they all hump your leg on command. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so... They don't have dogs like that all over the country, I'm, I'm guessing, because they tend to fly us in to come and bring dogs that will do that. So, And somebody with a bigger dog can't get flown around? This sounds like, uh, this sounds like prejudice. Well, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> depends on what, what time of the year it is with the heat factor and all that stuff. So. Gotcha. Okay. And so let me ask you this. Can you help people from around the country? And so I know you're based out of New Jersey, correct? Yes. Okay. And so let's say we've got that dog owner in, in Omaha. Can you help them out or do they need to live in New Jersey for you to be able to help them out? No, absolutely. That's one of the reasons why I'm creating this online uh, talent database is we're going to make it really easy for directors and photographers and you know production people uh, to really locate animals in their area very, very quickly. That's the goal behind it is to really help everybody get more work and uh, you know have some fun in this business. Excellent. Okay. Well, good. We're going to pause for a commercial break right now, but when we come back, I want to talk with you and getting into the nuts and bolts of how to actually do this. You know, a lot of people listening, I hope they're excited. I hope they're thinking, yeah, this would be fun. You know, it'd be great to hang out on sets. It'd be great to get my dog some notoriety and me some notoriety, but now we've got to figure out how to actually do it. So stay right with us. When we come back, we're going to pick Don's brain and get, uh, get the nuts and bolts of how to go about doing this. Sit. Stay. We'll be right back after a short pause. Six Figure Dog Business is brought to you by Pet Care Rx, America's most affordable pet pharmacy. Pet Care Rx offers the same meds as top vets, but with a savings of up to 50%. So go to PetCareRx.com. Use promo code SFDB10. 
and receive $10 off orders of $50 or more and free shipping on all orders over $35 at PetCareRx.com. Hello! I'm Deborah Wolf, and I'm inviting you to my animal party on Pet Life Radio. The dress code? Come as you are. Pajamas, a tux, you can even go naked like your pets. Unleash your party animal at my animal party. Guests you know from Animal Planet, TV, radio, the news, and bookstores will be joining me. And that's because after I won Best Pet Radio in America from the DWAA, I got my paw on the door and I met a lot of amazing people. And the best of the best are going to be coming to the party. They're coming to party with us. So join us at the animal party. Don't miss the party. Every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On PetLife Radio. PetLife Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Okay, and we're back, and uh, in the last segment, we were talking with Dawn Wolf. She is the owner of PositivelyFamousAnimalActors.com, and we were talking with Dawn about, uh, you know, what it's like getting your dog or getting your pets into movies, television, print ads, and whatnot, and so there's money to be made. There's notoriety to be gained. There's public relations opportunities in doing it. So now let's hear how to actually do it. And so here I am in Salt Lake City. I've got this beautiful Rottweiler that I'd like to get into something. What's my first step, Don? Well, the first step is to create a a profile so that we actually can get a hold of you when we need a Rottweiler in that area. And what I look for are... You know, training credentials. Does the dog have a CD, a CDX, a UDX, those type of credentials? Has it had any previous experience in print work or live performance? And a couple of clear headshots. And that's really all that we need to get started. Okay. And so headshots, do those need to be professionally done or or can I just get uh, my wife who has a great camera to do them? No, you, you, you could just, you don't have to have professional ones. If you'd like to, you know, it's always nice because it can really showcase your animal, especially if you put it next to some type of a product or you're modeling a, a nice collar or something like that. But no, you don't have to have professional. We just don't want to see anybody else but the dog. No babies next to them. You know, nobody sitting on the couch with the dog, those types of things. Okay. And so now I've got my beautiful headshot of my animal, and I'm assuming it's a full body shot. Okay. Headshot's the term we use with people. But uh, so I've got this beautiful headshot. Do I, now obviously I'm not an actor or anything like that, but in, in, the, in television, when I've seen headshots, there's typically the picture on the front and then there's a resume on the back. Do I want something like that for my dog? You mean like if you were to go out to a, a call or something with it? Or, you know, to send them out to different, uh, you know, to send them out to yourself or, you know, let's say you called me and said, hey, we've got a client here in Salt Lake that, uh, that would like their dog. Can you send them a headshot? Do I need that headshot with the resume on the back for my dog? Well, what we actually do, um, you know, the Internet has really made it kind of obsolete of having to submit headshots in a, in a print form. And when you actually, if I were to send you out on a call and you wanted to have actually a piece of paper and a couple of photos to leave behind, that's fine. That's great. Okay, excellent. And so now I've got my headshots. I've talked with you, Don. Is there anything I can do on my own to try to go find work or try to go find, you know, these opportunities? 
Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, there's always um, photographers in, in every area, you know, because you got to figure all of your local businesses need to advertise. There's a local cable company who makes a lot of the commercials. And it's really, you know, maybe even being a member of your local chamber of commerce, because a lot of those people as well need to do some type of advertising. And you just let them know that, hey, when uh, when they need something that you're there for them. If you're a professional trainer, you have a wide variety of animals that they actually could choose from as well. Okay, so you're saying it might actually be beneficial to go down to the local cable company office and say, you know, you guys do commercials here, is that correct? And find out who does the commercials and actually go leave some literature with them or, or some material with them? Sure. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. And you say actually working with local photographers. Now, is there a trick to finding the photographers that, that work on print ads? I mean, because if I open up the yellow pages, I'm going to find 100 photographers, I'm guessing. How do I know who's actually working on print? A lot of times it's actually the ad agencies who contact the photographers. So it's really contacting, you know, not only the, the photographers, but the ad agencies. And, you know, if you're going online and you're researching photographers, you might type in commercial photographer and see who's actually in that line of work before you submit it to them. Because if they're just doing weddings and, and pet photos and that type of stuff, that's probably not your market. So. All right, so excellent. I, I've got my headshot, got my resume, got my stuff ready to go. I've talked with you. I've done some work on my own. Now I get a call or two. What am I saying on the call? I mean, how flexible do I have to be? What do I need to say to, to earn this booking? What are, what are some good tips to give the person that's, that's hoping to close their first, their first deal? Well, the first thing, you know, to understand is that, you know, in this business, when they call you, you're going to get very little notice, meaning that they're going to call you on Tuesday a lot of times and say, you know what, we need to do this shoot on Friday. So if you don't really have that type of flexibility, probably not something that you want to pursue. But if you do, just be prepared that, you know, they're usually going to want stuff very, very quickly as far as a turnaround goes. And it's being very flexible. And, you know, when you do actually, go out and meet with them with your with your dog you just need to go through the behaviors and keep it short and sweet come to a fair price because you know what you want it to be worth it you know you don't want to go home and say you know what I did this and you know I took off my whole day from work or whatever from training dogs and you know it just wasn't worth it so make sure that it's worth your time or at least that you know that you're going to get, be able to get some PR out of it that brings up a good question is there room to negotiate you know let's say they want me for the whole day and they're they're offering 150 dollars and i say no that's that's not near enough i mean is there going to be room for negotiation oh absolutely absolutely i mean you know it, you know if it's something if it's a quick shot you know of a dog walking with an actor and movies, you're not going to have as much flexibility because a lot of times, you know, they're going to have to move lighting and all that kind of equipment around from one corner of the street to another corner of the street. And they really don't know when you're actually going to do your scene. With a print shoot, absolutely, you have a lot more flexibility. And if you have a trained dog that can go in and sit and lay down and do all this stuff, I mean, you're going to be in and out of there in an hour or two, I would imagine. So, Okay, excellent. So I've talked with the, uh, with the individual. It looks like we're going to... You know, have my dog. He's going to go be in a in a print catalog. What now? What do I what do I be aware of the day of the shoot? I mean, what do I need to bring? What are some certain tips for that for the day of? Well, you know, I would say you know the day of, depending on your dog. You know, uh, if you have a real hyper dog, you might take it for a nice long jog, so it's a little bit mellower on the set. You know, obviously make sure it's clean. If you have some type of a, a kennel to keep the dog in, because if it 
especially if it's going to be a, a little bit of a longer day, you might want to put your dog in the kennel so that you can have lunch with the crew or that kind of thing. If, uh, the, you know, depending on where they're going to have the lunch at. So, you know, just those types of things, make sure, you know, you have a water bowl, <laughs> you know, okay. um, yeah, nothing major really. Will they have any, uh, items there on the set for the dog? I mean, any special facilities like, you know, you want the dog to go to the bathroom here or anything special that they're going to provide, or do I just need to assume, okay, I got to bring my own crate, got to bring my own water, got to bring my own brushes, got to bring my own this or that. Or, yeah, or yeah so. you have to bring, you have to bring your own pretty much everything. Now, one of the things I'll, I'll warn you as far as like, if you have little Fifi dogs, when I first went and did a, a movie up in New York, I took my little Jack Russell, uh, Nikki to do this movie and we were there all night and she had never really peed on concrete so this poor little dog held it <laughs> i took her out several times and she was just like i don't know what to do so she's she's much better now she'll go anywhere but you know so i learned for her that you know you might want to bring one of those little you know potty parks or pedipotties or you know some type of a, a little wee wee pad if that's what they're used to to have them go to the bathroom on because if you're in the big city you know it's a lot different than going out on grass. You're only going to have concrete. Great. And this is some amazing information. I'm glad you're actually taking us, you know, kind of through the step-by-step because as somebody like myself who's never done this, the thought of doing it is like, okay, there's so many tiny little pieces of, you know, what do I need to bring? How do I need to do this? And so this is great information. I'm hoping people are taking some notes and getting some good information out of this. And so let me finish up by asking you, and you you mentioned it a little bit earlier. You said dogs at fetch or things like that are are very marketable. But uh, why don't you list for us certain behaviors that if someone is starting to say, you know what, this is a great idea. I want to do this with my dog. What are some behaviors that their dog should know or would be some really great marketable behaviors or things that they could start working on today? Well, one of them is to get the dog to actually walk with somebody else and to look like it's their dog. A lot of times when we hand a dog over to an actor and the dog starts walking away with the actor, the dog is turning around going, oh my God, where's my mom? Where's my dad? Who is this person? Why am I going with them? Um, And it looks terrible on screen. So, you know, you need to teach your dog to go and walk with other people and actually look like it's their dog. Have other people tell your dog what to do. So that's one of the things I recommend if somebody's actually going to put together a class doing this is that everybody in the class changes dogs uh, throughout the class and works other people's dogs because that's really how it's going to go on a set. The other thing that I would really stress is, you know, if you can get a reliable fetch on your dog, yes, that's absolutely uh, very, very marketable and important. I would also say, you know, getting your dog off leash doing everything is great. You know, a lot of dogs, you know, they do great only in an indoor environment where they're not going to run off. So if you can get with a, you know, obviously if trainers can get the animals actually listen, off leash is really important. So. Now, and you and I had spoken about something before the show, because I was explaining to you that, you know, I've got this Rottweiler, he's gorgeous, and he's actually trained for protection, and I know a lot of listeners of this show, you know, train protection dogs or police dogs, and so a lot of listeners of the show might be saying, hey, this would be cool, I'd love to have my German Shepherd, you know, attack somebody on, on film or something like that. You were telling me that there's actually a little bit of a caveat there, that it's... it's uh, the dog shouldn't necessarily be attacking on command. He should be grabbing pants or grabbing sleeves on command. Is that is that more of the case? 
You know, with the protection dogs, you know, they really could just take out somebody, <laughs> which is what yeah. you want in a protection dog, you know, but you don't want that when they're, you know, going after an actor. So a lot of times we actually put our people as the actor and dress them up like that. So, yeah, you, you want something where the dog is just kind of grabbing onto a pant leg, not grabbing onto the whole leg like a leg-biting dog, you know, with a sleeve, so. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> well, good. Now, have you ever been around a set where there's just a complete screw-up, you know, to where the trainer can't get the dog to do something? Does that does that type of thing happen? Well, I'm, I'm sure that it does happen. Um, you know, I think that, you know, in this industry, I'll give you a, a, one example. Um, you know, when Nikki went and uh, did this one movie a few years ago, they wanted her to fetch a baby doll. And we had been practicing with the baby doll and we had taken the stuffing out. So it was much lighter than the actual real baby doll. Um, when we got on set and I had to send her down the hallway to fetch the baby doll, they had this lighting coming in through the windows and it was very, very hot. I want to tell you, it was probably 110 degrees it felt like in that hallway. And uh, so after five or 10 minutes, of trying it with her, you know, I just told him, look, let me take a 10 minute break. And I took her outside and I really reinforced that fetch. I made her fetch something about 20 times uh, in a row. And then I ran her back in and told him roll camera and she did it. We fetched, she got the, she got the shot for him. So, you know, I, I think that you know, sometimes you just need to take a little bit of a break, too. But if you're only relying on food, I think that you can kind of get disappointed with your animal when you get on set because it is a stressful situation and um, the dog just needs to listen, you know, because you told it to do it, not because you're holding a cookie five, ten feet away asking it to do it. That's gotcha. just my opinion. <laughs> so would you say uh, an approach that uses both motivation and corrections? I mean, do you ever use corrections on set or... Well, I wouldn't say that I use corrections on set, but, you know, I am a balanced trainer. I'm not just, uh, you know, using um, treats for training, so... Okay, excellent. Okay. Well, great. And so you've given us a ton of amazing information. I'm hoping a lot of people, like I say, take some of these actionable items and go work on them and start, you know, thinking about getting their animal into some sort of media and realizing what that could do for their career. So let's say somebody out there is listening... They like what you say. They want to move forward. How are they going to get in touch with you? Well, they can contact me, um, you know, either on the phone or through my website. And I am, like I said, actively looking for trainers who would like to put together a theatrical training program um, at their facility. Yeah, absolutely. Contact me. And if you have any great dogs or clients, you know, that you have to have great dogs, I'd love to hear from you. So because I'm going to be in this business for the next 25 years and I'm actually uh, hoping to retire from private training uh, in the next couple of years. So. So oh, great. this is okay. all I'm going to be doing. And what's a phone number people could call you on? 856-524-4006. And then the website again is PositivelyFamousAnimalActors.com, P-A-W-S-I-T-I-V-E-L-Y, FamousAnimalActors.com, correct? Sure, and you can always find us on Facebook too. Just uh, type in D-A-W-N-W-O-L-F-E and you'll find me. All right. Amazing information, Don. I appreciate it. This has been a really interesting uh, show for us because, like I say, it's we've gone off marketing a little bit and gone towards, you know, what are other services that we could be adding to our, our respective businesses. So thanks so much for being on the show today. Hey, I really appreciate it, and I hope you guys enjoy uh, our new show that's coming out on September 11th, Dogs 101, Season 3 will premiere, and um, I hope you guys enjoy it. Well, before I finish here, let's tell me about that. So <laughs> Dogs 101, what's this? Oh, on uh, on Animal Planet, it's uh, the TV show that I, I do. So Dogs 101, Cats 101, and uh, Pets 101 is all going to premiere here this fall. 
So. Oh, that's great. And, and so you're casting for the show? Yes, I'm, I'm the one that puts together all the animals for the show. Oh, awesome. Well, great. And so uh, is there still room for people to be cast in that show or, or are we all well, done there? Well, we're done for this season, but what they'll do is next year they will actually um, send me a list of new breeds that they would like to profile. And then what I do is I put out a casting call saying, hey, I'm looking for, for instance, we just did the Leonberger, the Tibetan Mastiff, the Japanese Chin, and the Dandy Dinmont. So that's when I go out and I try to find those uh, nice examples of those breeds to represent. Oh, great. Well, if you guys want to be on the list to figure out if Dawn is going to be profiling your breed, just contact her at PositivelyFamousAnimalActors.com. Awesome. Thanks, Dawn. I appreciate it. Thanks. Bye-bye. And, uh, and so if you have any questions, comments, or ideas for a show, just email me at Ty at PetLifeRadio.com or visit my website at SixFigureDogBusiness.com. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll talk to you soon. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.